0: The battlefield was here. The Carthaginians, defending the city, were attacked by three Roman legions. The Carthaginians were proud and brave, but they couldn't hold. They were
1: massacred. The soldiers lay naked in the sun. 2,000 years ago, I was here. You don't believe me, do you, Brad? You know what the poet said. Through the travail of ages, midst the pomp and toils of war, have I fought
2: and strove and perished countless times upon the star.
0: (laughs) Uh, As if through a glass and darkly, The age-old strife I see, where I fought in many guises,
1: many names, but always me. You know who the poet was? Me. Welcome to Against All Oddities the podcast about three brothers coming to terms with the oddly true and the truthfully odd. You know, we have a banger of an episode when we started off with a clip from the 1970s film Patton, which won an award for Best Picture, was directed by Frank Schaffner, and was written by Francis Ford Coppola. We thought this was an interesting clip to start with because the poem that was just recited by the actor playing General Patton was actually written by General Patton. Who not only believed in reincarnation, but really did believe he had died and fought in a countless number of wars throughout his millennia of past lives. And that is what we are talking about today. We not only get into the idea of past lives, but we dig into NDEs, OBEs, Insolment. Clairvoyance, thomas campbell universal consciousness secret machines past life regression and rose readings and so much more and the cherry on top of this sunday of an episode is that all three of the brothers met with an actual clairvoyant who explained to us some of our past lives which we share with you this is a once in a lifetime episode so if you can't listen now we'll catch you in the next one because this is a all oddities
2: do the intros every time i want nate to do it yeah hi welcome to against all oddities uh today we have tim the youngest brother chris the middle brother and Nate. jesus Nate. what no
1: you suck at this (laughs) no it's good i like (laughs) it no it's it's not not...
0: (laughs) no i'm not gonna do it i refuse anyway i'm youngest brother tim
1: yes and clearly i'm chris and that is nate as said in nate's perfect intro we are talking about what past lives is that what we're gonna kind of Past lives.
0: So uh, I think before we get into past lives, Nate can tell us how we acquired the knowledge of some of our past lives.
2: Are, are, you, ta- are you talking about the uh psychic we all talk to or yes. A medium? Yes. Well, I will clairvoyant, not clairvoyant, I think was or clairvoyant is who, is who she is. I think we and I and Chris should definitely introduce her um and who she is but i had uh some past life experiences prior to that and uh we may even bring in our cousin who really started talking about it that uh we have the the uh cousin beach sometimes and uh, mm. uh she had a lot of stuff uh, she went to the edgar casey uh museum oh, too cool. and yeah. uh did that there but i i have a, a friend of mine that i bet at the Monroe Institute, but uh, a friend of mine who's uh, got his uh, hypnosis certification or something, and he, he wanted to try out some past life stuff. And, uh, you know, I have an issue, not I have my own personal hangups or whatever, it's hard for me to be hypnotized, uh, but uh, he had to get so many logged hours in to past life regression, you know, it's like, yeah, I'll, I'll do it with you, mm-hmm. three hours, and I give it to this <laughs> guy, and his name's off and I'll ask him if if he wants us to plug him because I'm, you know, this is what, he, you know, he does. But, uh, you know, it's hard. I feel like everyone has a hard time talking and we'll talk about this on our dreams episode. But people who wants to hear somebody else's dream. Talk about the most subjective thing on the planet. Yeah,
1: for real. You know, like, like, the somebody to put like someone to sleep.
2: Oh, I just had this dream last night. You're like, you know, tuned <laughs> out, not going to listen to it. So I give him so much credit. Because he sat there, it, it was like for three hours a person like just telling me your stories, and I play, I, I I'll say I played along, quote unquote, because I have a hard time getting into a hypnotic, hypnotic trance state, and that's yeah. why I think I was drawn to like sound technologies and stuff add who knows but i hate i'm a trooper and i'm gonna you know and i I love the concept and it doesn't you know what it doesn't matter if you believe it or if it's true and we're gonna true. get into this when we tie it up yeah. but you know what where is where is that spark or the imagination coming from who knows i played along and went with his like guided like talk down and walking down a path and the mm. normal hypnosis type of thing to get you into it and now you're Whatever you're waking up into the state, and who are you? And I came up, I see myself in like stone house, and I have sheep outside that I'm taking care of, and I have to go, and I got stabbed in the stomach. Like it was like basically Highlander. And I, wasn't, I wasn't trying to be Highlander when I was
0: doing it. I was. How like, could well, that not be Highlander though?
2: <laughs> well, no, I wasn't trying. I was like trying to. I was like, okay, because I think if you're very, if you're easily hypnotized or whatever Hold on. or sit in a suggested state
0: Yeah. we're coming back to that, save your thought but here's okay. why that was Highlander and you were quasi-hypnotized because he was trying to hypnotize you and you were trying to permit yourself to be hypnotized and I think the best that you can do is to just sort of blank out and go to the subconscious <laughs> and then in the background your brain song was who wants to live, to live forever. <laughs> exactly. Talking about the like, queen,
1: Queen picks on. It just shows you how deeply uh a fan you are of Highlander that it's rooted itself below the conscious mind. In the subconscious. <laughs> yeah. I don't
2: know. He wants to know past life. What do we give him? Uh go to old Scotland. Yeah, I was gonna do say,
1: it. I probably have like a couple Hardy Boys books that I read as a kid I totally know, forgot. Yeah. But I was like, there's a haunted lighthouse. And i, definitely, <laughs> I really was like,
0: like that a highlander doesn't have past lives they only have the one forever life <laughs> but they live 20 different lives
1: yeah whereas so nate's depressing. past
0: life was a kid watching highlander <laughs>
2: uh what i'll give the the credibility i'll give to it is i still think about it sometimes because those three hours it's all sitting time. there a long it's time. a long time and you know i still sometimes like in the hypnagogic state or going to going to sleep i still come up with some of the imagery from that from that session and you know i i i encourage anybody to try everybody should try everything yes. you know like why not go try it and i'm gonna yeah. maybe this time you know it, in and i'm not saying it wasn't good it was good but, but some people really get into a trance state and it's like, and they're like a hundred percent there and I was fully conscious the whole time, but why not? Like, I'm like, I'm going to just try to go into the imagination and and probably I'd be better at it now just from doing like some of the wake induced lucid dreaming stuff. Like it might be a little easier, but uh, you know, why not? So that was the first, that was the first experience. And I'm going to let, I'm going to hand it over to Chris because Chris really is the, you know, and I kind of, uh, I just loved the the reading. But uh, I'll let Chris, Chris describe who he suggested we all go talk to.
1: Uh, first off, go ahead and plug your guide. I think
2: they should send us an email at wizard at And then uh, Tim or you who actually can uh, get into the account can uh, <laughs> reply back with his information. Yeah, And I'll, I'll share Bob, Bob's information uh, to you.
1: Yeah, and I, I think that's that's kind of the structure of this episode. Um, that we should kind of lay out for our dear listeners a little bit is I think we're gonna we're gonna talk a little bit about past lives but but the the pull of this episode one reason why we want to talk about it is all three of us have recently more or less uh, as as well as like everyone we know at this point <laughs> who's hung out with us had their uh, past lives reading by a clairvoyant person whose information we'll get into at the end but uh we'll get in so we're really interested because we have these like really fun kind of hilarious and also sad past lives uh that we're going to talk about and so i thought before we get into our past lives and and like talking about uh the hypnagogic state and like entering a trance to like but maybe kind of do some background on reincarnation a little bit i don't know if you guys know much about it i don't we're not it's a tricky subject to talk about because it's like oh when is like in soulment, and you're like, oh my God, I don't want to like have this conversation because that's, it just means a million different things for different people. And I started looking up all the different like religions, because they all to some degree, believe in, in soulment at some point. So if you're having to talk about past lives, in some ways you are talking about reincarnation, right? In my research, it does kind of seem, I do like that you see in a lot of different cultures, the idea of reincarnation too right so it's you know like reincarnation as it is most known is uh is based out of hinduism but other other cultures do have it um obviously buddhism which is a you know
0: the buddhists were the ones that swept right yeah. they swept the ground in front of them to get the bugs out of the way so they didn't step sure on yeah boots, but, but
1: before you go into that just to say we do know that Buddhism came out of Hinduism? So they're gonna yes. have, yeah, yeah, yeah. okay, yeah. so i got to put that out there. Yeah, yeah there's yeah. a Venn diagram there. Yeah, for you sure. Know, I was
2: quite I was to, just a quick comment to Tim that to become a human in like Tibetan Buddhism is 200,000 lesser lives. I like, believe it because lives. how
0: far back are we going? Are we talking about Bugs. bacteria, single yeah, bacteria organisms? Exactly.
2: to like an ant the protein to a wrapped around a virus? Like, I felt, how are I you? Felt, so bad about Mary. Mary threw the log in the fire, and all the ants came out and started dying. I was like, Dude. "You're doing them a favor <laughs> because now say. they can be they can get past the ant life and be reborn as a ladybug and one step closer to to becoming, a, you know, working at a waffle house." All right. So <laughs> yeah.
0: here's here's uh, a question: If that's where you have to like live, I'm gonna I'm gonna summarize this a whole lot. But if you have to live essentially a good life. To progress nope, to the next level, but I'm I'm just skipping a few steps. What if you're reincarnated as like a fucking wasp? you're like, oh fuck.
2: Wasp was right. just being a wasp,
0: man.
1: <laughs> wasp, yeah. Oh, they, there's no ethics there. Like wasp is all right what wasp. but what wasp if you're like making a... nests, wasps is stinging the person who threw a rocket nest? There's no they, yeah, they have no the tree.
2: <laughs> they haven't eaten from the tree of knowledge, right? Like yeah. they're they're uh within Eden.
1: Yeah. But anyway, obviously, I this is why I, I think it's interesting. And as someone with like a kid, it's like everyone's going to have a different answer for this. But like at what point was, you know, and, and what was what I feel like we were listening to something or we were having a conversation about ghost jumping newborns, like because they haven't been like in yet. But they're, it's like you're if you're pregnant and you've got like a. A fetus that's a certain development and then you go walking through like a hospital where all these like people just died they're like yeah <laughs> they're like jumping in to like whatever clay vessel like i yeah, feel I like that. Yeah. Th- there was a whole conversation maybe that was on what magic was this? i forget which which podcast i was listening to but but it was terrifying they're like that wasn't oh yes yeah. no, us? Us. no because someone was talking about how some past life regressions were like Oh no! It was out-of-body experiences, and they were saying that, or any NDA uh, near-death experiences. So they they had like I was floating out of my body, and then, then I accidentally floated over to my neighbor's house, yeah. who was who was pregnant, like with a one-month-old fetus, and I tried to yeah. jump in it, and then I got booted out. <laughs> or you know, like that there is that there is some aspect, and I found that terrifying. In the beginning yeah. it was like it it maybe matters where you go and so obviously that's where the that's where it gets a little dicey from well, everything I like, I
2: like did we talk about the, the the in vitro babies that we're talking about uh as a two-year-old or a three-year-old remember when i lived in the ice cave before i was born mommy like it's <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> do they do they remember or no, I'd so like remember implanted
0: one thing also we talked about was uh it was one of the near-death uh I think Netflix shows. There was a kid that had details about his yeah. his uh fighter pilot history and would draw pictures of it, knew the names of ships, he knew his name, yeah. and it wasn't his name that he was born with. And the kid was like eight or something, and he would go through the whole history of this guy that died in World War II or something. Yeah. But they met they found out who the guy was and then they found out their family and they took the kid now who doesn't remember any of this stuff to the family. And it was kind of a bizarre interaction that wasn't very entertaining to watch actually, mm-hmm. but the stories of the kid remembering all this stuff that happened to this guy that had died yeah. 50 years before or
2: whatever. Uh, one of our super fans uh, kids did that, uh, talked about his war buddies and stuff when he was three that's so cool. <laughs> See,
1: yeah. I'm I'm into it. I mean, why not? I mean, I do. I, I and at the very, you can look at it a couple of different ways. You can look at it about a literal reincarnation. It's like I left the meat puppet that was this other person, and then I I went away and I came back. You can also look at it as tapping into universal consciousness, or you know what I mean. Which is, in generally, the more time we spend with the paranormal, the more I'm just like fucking. Con- universal consciousness is like clearly like a big part of this that like we have an ability to from remote viewing to uh astral projection like to all sorts of things that we may it's all, all one thing well yeah, like yeah i mean
2: it.
0: it's all one thing but if you see it as frequencies too and you think about each individual person is like a record mm-hmm. like from a record player and they all have their individual grooves that play that that one specific song if for whatever reason this kid that was born had the same grooves as that world war ii pilot sure. it doesn't and then as they age a little bit their grooves change so all of a sudden it's a different or song. just
1: your relationship to memory changes and your openness to like frequency like your openness to like your access to maybe universal conscious is starts getting limited as you learn like arithmetic right. and like how to google boobs or, or whatever just like
2: you know that radio waves are light did you know that no that's a that's a light wave as radio waves infrared is like mm-hmm. a light wave microwaves are light waves but it's not within the spectrum that we can see yeah and like you know the the pillars of Creation or whatever, like the nebulas and stuff that you look at. The human eye actually can't see any of those. But what NASA does is they compress it into like one of the visual fields because mm-hmm. the telescope's looking at all the different and ways and then a lot of so, it's
1: actually colorized too like there's an implied they color.
2: have to they have to they have to come up with something we could see right even yeah. though the telescope that's the job of the telescope it could see it and then has to like uh here's simple monkey brain can look at this
1: yeah and I say that obviously as someone who believes that the colors are there and that is really there. <laughs> you know we have to clarify this stuff now because I follow NASA on Instagram and the comments are Makes Fake me news. really real depressed. Yeah, about, yeah. Like, don't don't get humanity. depressed.
2: Don't get depressed. No,
1: no. Yeah, I don't,
0: no, no I get what you're trying to say. Like an example is if you put a radio in front of you right now, you could tune into to 50 different stations. Those radio waves are in the room with you. Imagine yeah. if you could see all of them. Yeah. Like they're all a different shade of any color, like this whole earth and the vibrations on the radio waves we're sending out and every other type of everything is always around us. And if we could see it with our human monkey brains, we'd be blind. You couldn't see through. It'd be like walking through like clouds nonstop, which might be how the Bigfoot see us, which is why we don't see them too
1: much. (laughs) well one of the things just because we're talking about it before we move on because i did do my research but i did find it interesting that all the different religions have a a, have like various opinions at when insolment happens so if you're going to be reincarnated when does that happen right and so obviously
2: insolument or
1: yeah it's funny like so the easiest one are the roman catholics because they're like conception like super easy for them um aristotle and other like uh, I believe early Christians, like Saint, Well, I don't know when St. Thomas uh, Aquinas was. but there's a kind of a general idea of forty to eighty days, which I think is funny because Aristotle said forty days,
2: forty days.
1: Well, Aristotle said men were forty days and women were eighty days in <laughs> but so I feel like they feel like that's that's probably some fucked up stuff there. Um, there's a funny thing where it was looking up like a lot of Protestants believe it's at the point because I mean, they're all referencing biblical moments yeah, yeah. and the, at the the appearance of bone which is about seven weeks which is about 49 days um a lot of people who maybe aren't religious but maybe would believe in ensoulment say it's at the quickening
2: yes i feel it that feeling you feel is the quickening
1: which happens at seven weeks 49 days so that's kind of like when you first feel the kicks Buddhists suggest during implantations, which I think is interesting, which is one week after fertilization. Let's see, Hindus, which, you know, Hindus, they say uh, it happens when it happens. It's more or less the Hinduist thing. Like, insolvent happens when the reincarnated soul enters the fetus, which can happen as early as conception. Uh, Under Judaism, it said around 40th day. Um, Islam goes anywhere between and uh between conception or birth it's kind of like uh but it looks like a lot of them have embraced 120 days after conception which is uh quickening so so that there you have and it I,
2: and i when when it you talked about uh, the kind of hindu stuff what's great is in like countries that like embrace reincarnation right or their uh-huh. religion and culture politicians no one wants a politician that it's he's doing it on his first life so like politicians (laughs) in other countries are like yeah this is my seventh time being reincarnated as a politician duh
1: this time for me really for me
2: i have i have six lives of experience is that true yes and then like bob over there bob's only got like three lives he can't run the city like i can you know which is i think hilarious that they're banking on their Past lives, which gives it one credibility, you know, in some ways, and two, like, you know, I'm putting that on my uh CV for my <laughs> yeah. next uh job application. I'm just gonna, like, life, no, page one, life one.
1: Yeah, well, we'll get we'll get into like our different past lives that were told to us by the clairvoyant. But uh-huh, I, yes. whenever, whenever I pictured my past life, I always pictured the same thing, which is that scene from Monty Python where the two people that are just in the mud. <laughs> Like the two Yeah. Peasants. yeah. <laughs> They're yeah. just slopping around in the like, There you go. <laughs> that, God, was, that was that was at least
0: 30 of all of our past lives.
2: Yeah. yeah, that's most of it. It I like how all of our family accepts it. it's like, oh, the Carols. Yeah, we were the uh the stable muckers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 500 years.
1: Yeah. Well, that's why, you know, going into this, when you hear someone, like, start telling you about your their, like, past lives, and they mention anyone famous, I'm like, bullshit. <laughs> You're like, yeah, I believe I'm like...
2: I feel like you save up for a famous life. Probably not that great. I definitely think we're basically playing... Um instead of uh San Andreas Grand Theft Auto Grand Theft Auto so Grand Theft Auto Human is what we're playing <laughs> right and so but the thing is there are no NPCs everyone's yeah. uh everyone's like a player in it and then so everyone's trying to make the game and so it's 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 basically and this is kind of like where my research or listening to people talk and reading books keeps going back to Tom Campbell who was a physicist who, you know, uh, back in the 60s was uh, in 70s and then in uh, 80s and 90s was like going into consciousness exploration. And he did, he has like whatever mathematical formula where he's, it's more likely that uh, reincarnation exists than it does, than it doesn't. It, and I've, I've talked about this before of like, if you see if like we're, it's all one consciousness or whatever, but you send little bits of yourself out different places to learn stuff, suck it back in. But that pre- it doesn't mean that that stops being an individualist. It sucks into the whole thing. Mm-hmm. It's like learning new lessons and coming back and going out the whole mass of intelligence mm-hmm. and knowledge and experience and everything. Like it, you, you're stagnating unless you're getting more of it. So what do you do? Uh, you create different universes to learn more and experience, yep. or just we'll just say one universe like the one that we're living in, and like the M&M that experiences itself, you know, like the universe, you know. How do you like how do you grow? How does God grow? Can we take a bathroom break? Yeah, let me say this quote while you take the bathroom break. All right, wait, what's the quote? All right, so Thomas Campbell, who wrote My Big Toe, and he came up with the whole this long mathematical physical. Physics reason for reaction. You know, Nate
0: got his toe chopped off and put back on and it's shorter than all his other toes now. And now he likes a book called My Big Toe. Just yeah, they're,
2: yeah that's, that's you're a little true. bit biased like coming into yeah. this, just saying. There's a good, but this is a good fear quote. And me I don't know, I'm not sure where it fits, but he yeah. his quote from one of the books is uh fear is like mind cancer, it is a disease of consciousness, a dysfunctional condition of ignorance trapped within a little picture.
1: Would you say that fear is the mind
2: killer? I would say, feel Fear is <laughs> the Mind Killer, and that's why Mom always mom always brings out that box, and we have to stick our hand in it yeah. at
1: Thanksgiving. Oh my God, every time Mom brings that box out, I'm like, God
2: damn it. She'll, she'll, like, but her needle's like dull. Like yeah. she stabbed Tim in the neck like 10 times. <laughs> yeah, <that's>, yeah <laughs> we, we, had, we had, had two other we brothers
1: that pulled their hand out of the Fear is the Mind Killer <laughs> yeah. box, and they got stabbed, but they kind of Dulled the needle, so yeah. Now it, it just kind of hurts.
2: all those scars on his neck, but it didn't kill him. It just has yeah. like little uh, just nicks. She started putting scratches. ink on the
1: the mind killer needle, and it really just gives us little tattoos. oh that's than, a good tattoo. Yeah, a single dot on your neck from <laughs> yeah, you...
2: a dot, and it just said "fears the mind killer" underneath it, and have a little drop of blood under a dot. Yeah, that'd be that's actually.
1: It no. is not neck tattoos.
2: Stay away from the neck worry.
1: tattoos. As so, as all of us have tons of tattoos, uh, we're gonna avoid the neck tattoos. All right. So on that note, maybe we do some do some independent podcasters.
2: Oh, can I say? I, li- I did on Tim's suggestion listen to the latest episode of What Magic Is This on the Phalians. Yeah, Falions. alien. Yeah. Really good. Oh my like, god, it's so good. I love that episode. Uh, mm-hmm. it's so creepy and i will say like a lot of that is uh part like uh the um book series which i've read of uh, mm-hmm. secret machines like <laughs> tom to launch or whatever yeah actually they actually cover that
1: and that's something so what this is our plug for our independent pod- podcaster is our our break for this episode but uh so that's what magic is this the most recent episode um it featured joshua cutchen who wrote the book ecology of souls a new uh, a new mythology of death and the paranormal, which is pretty cool. So, I guess, it's check 24 out.
0: bucks on Amazon for the Amazon. Just saying, and mythology it's of a Souls,
1: monster.
2: If, if you've re- look how many pages, but it's up. so, I mean,
1: that it was that episode was so as a because companion.
2: It's one I of those like, <laughs> books.
1: I like the merging of folk traditions with the alien stuff, and yeah. like because a lot of it is like they're like, a, like Josh was kind of talking about the non-extraterrestrial version of aliens, which is like... Oh, the fae. like Yeah, like, we are just interpreting possibly... Like the theory is that we're more or less interpreting the experience of aliens, uh, interpreting near-death or spiritual experiences as aliens. Yeah. And I think that's like... A fascinating read and okay. i believe
2: if we go back we in our uap episode we covered a lot of what was discussed yes. by the way and that was quite a while ago yeah
0: we All were
1: right. pretty good on that actually so yeah. to
0: sum to sum up everything you guys just said as our indie podcast thing douglas bachelor who hosts what magic is this and ecology of souls by joshua cutchen uh, so that was the most recent about the Fae
2: and fairies and aliens and UFOs. Oh, and while we're on our break, you know, yeah, I travel a lot for work. And when I get home, the last thing I want to do is go to a grocery store or plan out a meal. It's but, so much uh, work
1: cooking dinner. It's just but so with, much work.
2: Uh, with the Purple Apron, I'm able to have this delivered to my house in... All the ingredients, there's like one egg, some seasoning, and like this like nice And they're so recipe. tasty. Oh, it's so delicious. Mm-mm. Purple apron. Maybe I'll change the color of that name if you send us some of that big, big podcast money. <laughs> you know, I <laughs> really purple think apron. Of-
0: if we're just giving out half-assed like uh, commercials for free, trying to get a sponsor, I don't think Blue Apron is going to be the one that's going to. Purple Apron, back. totally different. <laughs> yeah, it's Blue Apron, but you bleed in it a little bit. Nobody cares about a little bit of blood. All right, it's purple. It's like
2: seven-minute ads. Yeah.
0: The. Uh, I think if we needed a sponsor, if I could choose any sponsor in the world for us, it would be. Um, you didn't ask for this. The TV show on Netflix by the. Uh, My favorite comedian whose name I don't know. (laughs) I was just so hungry.
2: Steve, Steve, I just, uh, I brought that up and somebody knew it. He's he's eating a hot dog. I'm just really tired. (laughs) Just really tired.
1: Okay. So the second half of the show, we're going to go into some meat and potatoes about our past lives. Like some of the stuff I'm interested in hearing Tim's. I haven't actually heard Tim. So we, Hey, what?
0: Let's play a game. Okay. Nate can't because I already told him too much. Okay. So, quick, Chris. How many past lives do you think I got?
1: I don't know. I assume... Five. Like, I
0: got five of them. That, that were told to you. Uh, t- told to me. Right. Guess one of them. Just guess.
1: Guess... Nate can't um, play because I told him. Guess you're definitely a, dinosaur. One, a yeah, dinosaur. dinosaur. one of yours was a dinosaur. Yeah, I told you that, though. Damn it. Okay, so you were probably something old so i imagine you worked in a court of some sort like a like a uh medieval court
0: a we'll find out. Uh, the... do you want to take three guesses so medieval court jesters, one of them
2: that's uh, a great guess that's an
0: Tom, actually one, that's way. awesome and i i <laughs> i have one that i could relate to the... you're wrong but i have one that could relate to that
1: uh and probably i would say a soldier of some sort
0: all right give me a third one
1: that was three
0: no, the dinosaur Give doesn't count. Give him a
1: fourth. Dinosaur doesn't count because uh, I told you. You were that. a hunter a long time ago.
0: So, court dresser, soldier, and
1: uh, like a Neolithic hunter type. Of thing.
0: I will say, you fucking nailed one of them.
1: Okay, so all three of us, we have met someone over Zoom as part of her profession. Does um, energy work, clairvoyance, and all sorts of different psychic. It's not just past life regression. Uh, she does a thing called a rose reading where they kind of kind of looks at your life from this like metaphor of a rose, tells you how many lives you've had, kind of where you are in your state, some things to improve upon. So and- I'm
0: gonna add to that too. So I I don't I didn't know what a rose reading was getting into this. Mm-hmm. Uh, even after you guys told me, and I will say Chris and Nate did theirs months before mine. I did mine and in Nate,
1: three years ago.
0: <laughs> Nate even paid for mine to convince me to do it because I just wasn't. I know you uh, were I don't know. you're a roadblock i would say it's 90 minutes to two hours and then she gives you the color of the rose that the petals of the rose represent this life where they are in the bloom and what that means what the stem is which relates to your souls dating back through your past lives and even what the stem looks like and why and then Just it's not just like a past life reading. That's yeah, and and I will
1: say there's some stuff going on. Like I was I met with her kind of blind. I knew a friend, I had a friend who went to her for various like support. And I was I had done I've gone to a lot of psychics and done a lot of work with mediums and gone to like a ton of spiritualists. Like I'm like very experienced with paying someone to like do some like work with me. Um, And I'd never done it online. And I was a little skeptical about like how much of a connection I could have with someone on the other side of the country with like a shitty, like zoom essential interface. And I swear, she's like in it. You like give her permission to like access your like information and she's doing it. Like she's having a conversation with parts of you and like, She's like flipping through a book, her eyes are closed, and she is nailing everything. She is saying stuff about me that's blowing my mind on every like every five minutes. And it's not even to blow my mind. It's like irrelevant to the conversation. She's like she's like
2: blowing past it, which is like
1: she's like, I know you're concerned about this. We're not even going to talk about that because that doesn't have that has nothing to do with this. And you're like, How did you know I was even going to ask that? It's like it doesn't matter. Like the reason why you are in this way is has nothing to do with what you think. We're gonna what we're gonna talk about is this other stuff, and it's Amazing, so we do, we all plug her. I think I've literally sent, I would say, at least 100 people to her, easily, maybe more. It's it's kind of crazy. Um, just because I really uh, am a believer in her abilities and it is, she's a great person and I'm, I'm really into it.
2: Even if you're not a believer, yeah. she's super fun to talk to, yeah. it's not like, and I think that there's a misconception people have, from like the weird shady TV psychics from the 80s and stuff. It's not even about that. She's just fun. Like I would, and, and she's not even asking for money, right? Like you donate. Oh, you tip you tip her. Yeah. You tip her. But it's like, it's more like it's, it's an experience just to like listen to her and talk to her. It's really fun. And I'm going to read a paragraph or two paragraphs off her intro email. Yeah. Because I think it covers it up said a little little bit about me and my reading style. I'm a clairvoyant, so I see the energy of the body and the spirit, aka the chakra system. My first session with somebody begins with a rose reading. The rose reading is a symbolic way of accessing information related to you, your soul, and your current growth cycle, as well as the lessons or issues you're experiencing in this growth cycle. You can bring up to three questions or issues that you would like me to focus on. And at the end of each reading, I do perform a healing and we discuss the best ways for you to integrate this information into your daily life, Yeah, it, that, which is uh, which is what she does. So we talk about a rose reading. So she's like pictures your life as a rose and where you are in that, if it's growing. And I have to add, Tim, like, do you remember your per- the percentage of your stem or rose? Yeah, open? I took notes the whole time. Yeah. yeah.
1: What, how, how old what is you? it?
0: Seventeen percent in bloom, which is a new growth stuff. No, your root.
1: Uh, how how deep does a root go?
0: All the way down to the beginning. Yeah.
1: Oh, so you're old,
0: like all the way back.
1: Nice. But that my stem like, was.
0: Uh, she said, uh, it was covered in thorns, like yeah. all thorns.
1: Ooh. but 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 because that you you've been alive. You have gone through the the rounds of past lives for like millennia.
0: Beginning of Earth yeah. sort of deal. Yeah. Like, hey, guess I, Guess stuff. what?
2: Mine was, and she wouldn't read it. The step. She said, you're, you're from another universe, 40% down, and then you came from another one. I can't, I'm not doing that. That's weird.
1: And I, I wasn't that far. I think I was like, I went like 90% back to human existence. However, I will say, I, like I said, I've sent like 100 people to her. And I always have to just sh- remove the shock from my face when people are like, yeah, she said I went back like hundreds of years. <laughs> and I was like, No, no. <laughs> early. I
2: didn't go that far. And, and Tim, my my new growth is only 5%.
1: Mm. Yeah, I don't remember.
0: So it's great. Just to go back before we start going into the specifics, I will say she also, it's not just about the rosary in the past lives. Randomly, I gave her nothing. No, yeah
2: you don't say anything to her yeah you really don't talk
1: when you're going
0: and and she she like you said like goes through and she does some hand motions going and i full like as as a skeptic in this one that grew up with like miss cleo
2: you're an ultra skeptic because you had no interest in talking to her
0: i no it wasn't just that i just had shit going on but just she threw out some shit like chris said that she shouldn't have like no, like she couldn't, she couldn't have yeah. done that unless she's seeing something. And as soon as, like, maybe 15-20 minutes in, I was like, She she is legit seeing something, yeah. and then she didn't get everything a hundred percent, but she got some stuff so specifically a hundred percent that I I believed it immediately. Yeah, and uh, the rest of it—it's even if she didn't get it, I believe she's seeing the right stuff, but interpreting. interpreting
1: yeah, and that's she's telling me idea. about a
0: like, like if she saw a painting, she's telling me what's in the painting. And even though if she gets the the meaning of the object in the painting wrong, she's still seeing that object. Yeah, and it's fucking intense. Like, and I, now I, I think I finally got Alicia convinced she's going to do it. She Good.
2: should do it. I I think Bob should. Mar- Mary loved it. Yeah. Uh, but my favorite thing that she did that was like, <clears throat> the or a couple things that were like made me like, oh, that's such it, it's like greater than uh, a chance that she says it. But my favorite thing she did with me, she's like, ah, uh, WTF is going on with your dreams right now? Like <laughs> yeah. WTF. I was like, no, I'm into lucid dreaming. She's like, oh, so you're doing this? Okay. We're <laughs> and this is she doesn't that.
1: know who you are. She's never met you. <laughs> she's she, never she met just me got before an email from you And you're like, all right, we'll meet tomorrow. Yeah, I'll, she, I'll, she,
0: like, she knows your anything. email lab, like,
2: She's like, okay, and she's like, blah 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 blah. It's it's really fun. And right. I, I, I and I will say it.
0: for any skeptics listening, they're like, oh, she googled you. She saw your Facebook no. page. She did. <laughs> <No>. I gotta <laughs> tell you, this the shit that she was bringing up nonchalantly, that she was trying to describe. There were a few things she hit on the fucking head. And as she, like, I knew immediately, I knew what she was talking about. And she was trying to interpret it to the best of her ability. And as somebody who, like, I it clicked immediately what she was talking about, and she was trying to describe it. I, that's when it was like, what the fuck? Like, that's, I, I, I started scribbling, and I'm holding up to the screen. Like, I've, I have, like, a whole page in it. That's when well, I started the, writing notes, like like oh, I was, well, like I need the, to pay attention to this.
1: The examples I have of that is so I had met with her once. Again, she doesn't know anything about me. For the for the most part, I don't talk, so she'll give me a bunch of information. I'm like, cool, thank yeah. you so much. I was meeting with her a second time. Again, she doesn't know me from anyone else. There's no, we've never really had a conversation, and we I was doing it more of a checkup. So I'd already had my rose reading. So it was more like just check my. Um, chakras out see where my issues are because I was feeling like off and like I was like something's wrong I thought I would reach out and been a couple years and she just and she's like all right let's check you out and immediately the first thing she did she's like who the hell did you read tarot for two weeks ago I was like what she didn't know I read tarot she didn't know I read tarot for people and I was like what do you mean she's like you read tarot for a woman two weeks ago and you did not close down and the woman you read for uh, has psychic abilities and her ancestors who are her spiritual helpers put hooks in you to drain you of energy. It's not the person doing it, it's their helper. So first off, we're going to fix that. We're going to cut those cords. Two, when you read tarot for people, you have to close yourself off. And, and she was on. I had read, give a tarot, I gave a tarot reading two weeks prior. I did not close down. I did not do any protections because I'm like, ah, oh, I'm just reading for a friend. And it was like everything about it was like hundred percent
2: on. It, it, she's also all about energy sharing and contracts with people yeah. and agreements and stuff, which is cool. And 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 by the way, like I love coming from like a very scientific background. And in our podcast, just for our listeners. You know, like I also like we're, we all subscribe to like the NASA stuff and we're, yeah. we didn't record it where we're all always we're talking about like radio telescopes and stuff outside of it. So there, there's like I think there's a, a dualistic approach to everything that yeah. we do, especially like and I think a lot of podcasts go like all the way skeptical or all the way 100 percent believe. I like being like in surf the mix that. and yeah, going back it. and forth because guess what? <laughs> no one knows anything. In in anybody that tells you they do, lying. they're yeah. they're lying or they don't know or they're they're trying to convince themselves. Yeah. And take it from I've met more than one like government psychic and like there's some crazy people out there and who knows what it is and it it could be like we we're talking about you know radio you can't see radio that's a frequency of light. Yeah. that you're listening to music on or microwaves uh, heating up atoms uh in your coffee there's all kinds of stuff Yo. going on around us we don't understand and maybe there's an internet like some something people plug into and i think uh don absolutely can plug into that and yeah uh but since this episode is about past lives yeah let's we just gotta kind of go through Tim, like tell us your past lives what did she tell you yeah. what are your two past lives
0: okay so past my past lives so she said that the uh the ones that she was pulling she felt was related to uh she saw in me a maternal gentleness mm-hmm. and then oh. the first one was a uh, a dinosaur but she said your dinosaur had a bunch of like it was large it was large enough not to have to worry about enemies uh because you have these spikes on your back and your spikes protected you from the taller ones that were trying to like eat you, even though you were the size of maybe a water buffalo. So you were a stegosaurus? Well, that's what she was describing, but she said it looked like a big water buffalo with a big like sort of tail, like a stegosaurus. But she said the problem is you're the only one there aren't any other of you around so she Aww. was like i sense an easy a life sad, lonely it was but she said your <laughs> life was easy as a dinosaur you had water you were associated with water you had food you didn't have to fight for for survival everything was easy even your blade sort of protected you from from other predators but it was lonely because you had no other dinosaurs like you so while your life was easy, it was desolate. <laughs>
1: oh, <laughs>
0: that's right. why, and that's when she compared it to the life now. She was like, "Yeah, that's it's like things are handed to you. You're born with an easy way to survive, but it doesn't mean it's easy because you still have to fight loneliness."
1: Oh. All right. Well, that's sad. Keep going. I mean, by the way, mine were all sad. But we keep, what's what's another one? You yeah, have five.
0: Okay. So my second one that she gave me was a uh So what were your three guesses, Jack? Uh, Jack,
1: my
0: <laughs> Jack's my son. So sorry. Uh, yeah, let's replace that with uh, Chris. So Chris, what were your three guesses?
1: Uh, I I said uh, the Interthal court hunter. jester, court jester, Neanderthal hunter, and like I was picturing an old timey soldier.
0: Okay, so she said you're not like a bear, but you're a giant man and it's snowy, like snow times, covered in furs, that's what's keeping you warm, but uh, you have a child, and the mother of the child has died, like childbirth sort of died, so you're a big hunter with these big hands, but you're holding this newborn... It's, it's it's contrasting who you are because you're this hunter that kills things and, and provides but you have this baby so now you're forced to be a mother at the same time and you have these hunting hands holding this gentle baby and she was like well it's sad that the mother is dead I feel like there's a gentleness and a good thing that happened because later on I see a child with their father hunting together or fishing together so that was that oh, was dude. number two that was a neanderthalic hunter, hunter. There. I think yeah so i got fucking that nailed that one
1: yeah all right keep going you got see i only got two you got five
0: well that's two of my five all right so real quick i'll give you the, the fast one and then i want to hear from you guys and i'll give you my last two all right the fast one at some point in the read she was like oh i'm picking up at some point middle medieval ages <laughs> you're maybe 15 years old, maybe younger, a boy, and you know those—you're just screaming in pain. And you know those things where their hands are tied and they're like stretching them apart. You're on yeah. one of those, and they're just stretching you, and you're screaming. And here's I'm what's fucked up: while she was remembering this thing or seeing this thing about being a tortured teenager on a rack, which I guess could have been the court jester, right? Um, yeah. <laughs> Uh, she was like, do you have tinnitus? I was like, yeah, yes. <laughs> and she was like, you hear a ringing? I was like, I always hear ringing in my ears. I have tinnitus horribly. It's always there. And she was like, which ear? And she's like, the left one It's like, yeah, it's the left one. <laughs> so oh, she was...
1: called what the ear ear tinnitus was without knowing. That's awesome.
0: Well, that's the thing. She went from screaming, tortured teenager to you have tinnitus, don't you? <laughs> uh, I was like, yeah yes
2: <laughs> well so how much of what she's so i would i i interpret that as her receiving information in interpreting it and i don't even think that this necessarily means reincarnation sure it just means she's tapping into some information from tim and she sees it as a past life or is she seeing some aspect of tim's like
1: yeah like you were saying your frequency or issues like the frequency whatever. of like some of the things that are going on in Tim's life the vibes. or any vibing. of these other maybe actual real past lives that aren't necessarily Tim's past lives but like conscious humans that existed at one point made a mark on the universal like book or whatever maybe. and then yeah, yeah. You no, know, not necessarily Akashic Records or anything, but, <laughs> but but anyway, the, the wavelength does match. So it's like it's more it could be it's like intuition and
2: um or just like her interpreting something that Tim's feeling or doing.
1: Yeah, like I have terrible ringing
2: in the ears, she's like, Oh, that's like torture. And her memory is like of the Princess Bride on the terrible machine. Yeah, know? yeah. Like who knows? You know, like but I love So was the dinosaur
0: like it you know you know you guys lonely lonely because you went to college and yeah. i was still left behind it was just me and mom for like two yeah. and a half years is that the dinosaur maybe maybe you knows? you know i don't know how it works <laughs> um uh so Nate, give Nate, us some word pass no, no, you
1: know one of us so no, no yeah
0: i just gave up mine, three
1: I, mine are real quick and mine are quick terrible too. terrible
2: terrible and hilarious and i, yeah. I it's a one's site because I did talk to her twice, but I okay, go for for the original like my old one like her, might more abstract past life. I was a blind and deaf monkey <laughs> yeah. And uh all the other monkeys picked on me But I had monkey aunties that protected me and helped me eat and stuff into adulthood, but it was a sad terrible monkey oh. It says it says like the smell giving off is bad, was one of the <laughs>
0: first. <laughs> <laughs> That's her is this your actual good? body odor <laughs> as a sad, blind. She's
2: monkey. like, she's looking at me like on the Zoom call, being like, monkey. Well, her eyes are closed all <laughs> the whole time. She's like, smelly, blind, ugly, no one loves this monkey. Maybe it's the mother. <laughs> Like that's Dawn's interpretation of her first. It's impression like a
0: therapist that could say what they actually want and not being paid to support yeah, the person. Exactly. I mean, like, you are, You're a sad blind monkey. You
2: sir so... are a smelly old blind or a smelly blind monkey. The other one got even worse. Uh she was like, oh, I see it was like ancient Greece. Wait, a Mediterranean. Ancient Greek, uh, big and fat man. He has a lot of staff. Think about the images of like people holding grapes and like ladies fanning him or whatever. Yeah. But with all that, he's miserable. Like with all that elaborate stuff, he goes broke. And all the he doesn't lose his palace, like whatever big house. But all the ponds get all scummy and moldy, and he's miserable. And he's drinking like stale, gross water and stale bread. And uh, it's all nothing but ego, but he's like, ends his life in rock bottom. That's nice. like, oh, great, great two lives, lady. Like, I'm mm-hmm. I glad I, I, but hey, I got through that part. So now the karmic wheel is going through. Yeah. And, and there, there's Peter a life road, lesson you know, in I... there,
1: like, about excess. I mean, it could have been all sorts of stuff.
2: Because anybody that knows me knows I'm not a small, blind and deaf and smelly monkey. You know, maybe upon, Yet. like, if you, yeah, yeah, you're true. Yeah,
1: that's true. Go Maybe camping. Not
2: and, well, I'm a large smelly. So
1: you're telling me that if we did altered states, you, like if you went to Columbia and we're doing those sensory deprivation tanks, you would turn into that monkey that killed everyone, but you would be yeah. a blind version of
2: it. I think, I think we did talk about there was that $50 monkey on Craigslist. But anyway. It me marmoset. There's no way it's was real. Finger a monkey. monkey. Oh, it was real. It was real. They, uh, I, I Later, I went back for another one, and um, it was a little different uh, reading, but I think I was like, that was a, a female one on the third one, and it was like, so I was a pick, like a um, clairvoyant taking advantage of. And then another thing she said inside that I thought was funny, she's like, you drank a lot in college, and well I was like oh in college but uh <laughs> you, you, you drank you drank a lot in college and you would like you have like it looks like fingerprints all over you like uh, you are a uh you have um like you would sleepwalk or or whatever but what you, you do that, and like these other things would come in, come in you, and you, they leave fingerprints all over your like ports. I guess you said, so like children's
1: greasy hands on a window or something.
2: Yeah, greasy fingerprints all over a window. I was like, oh, great. And yeah, I am a
1: sleepwalker, but uh, that also doesn't you know, that thanks. does kind of make sense with your college experience.
2: Yeah, and after that, so other people have recognized it. I will say, like, her. She did uh, give me the website for Psychic Horizons, and she said, "Or she said I'm a uh, a closed off or like closed minded medium, <laughs> but she said I have all the portals there if I want to be one or whatever to go to this place, Good, get
1: into it, man, and
2: uh, and and try it out, and I and they have a lot of support, but I I I'm not interested in in doing that really."
1: Just real quickly, my past lives were easy. The first one, she's like, oh, I see something. She's like looking. And then she started laughing hysterically. And I was like, what what did you see? And she's like, well, I thought it was going to be something about money or something because I saw this silver shiny thing and I zoomed in to like see that past life out of all your past life. And I thought it was going to be about like that. But what it was was you're a big grizzly bear or a brown bear, some type of bear, and you're in a stream and you wanted to catch a fish because you were hungry, but then a butterfly kind of flew by and you looked at it and got distracted. And right when you got distracted, there was like a salmon run and all these fish came by and you were so flustered because you were caught off guard that you fell over. And then all the fish got away, and you were sad. And she's like, it's the funniest thing I've ever
0: seen. You were a, <laughs> a pooh bear. Awesome. <laughs> it was like uh, a little poo
1: bear that got distracted. Uh, you're right. like
0: Winnie the Pooh that was like, go kill that salmon. And he's like, oh, bother.
1: <laughs> and then my other one, she was like, ooh, this was not great. Uh, you were uh, in a village in pre-modern warfare. So she's like, very long time ago, uh, it was in like a rice paddy. There was a, it was that part of the world that where rice paddies would be growing and that I was in a town and I was a small boy in that town. I was a 10 year old boy, but I was really, really big for my age. And so the family was really proud that in this time of war that I could be like a good soldier and bring honor to the family and uh but i was not i was big for my age and i died very very badly
0: because they're like he's large send him to
2: war but yeah but i was just like some little
1: kid and like i just was immediately left for dead and died slowly and painfully and like alone in a rice paddy at a war hundreds of years ago and i was like cool that sucks.
2: <laughs> yeah uh oh, sad boy so, child one of <laughs> yeah. my exactly. i was team. a
1: small child soldier that died badly yeah, hundreds that sucks. of years ago i'm
0: curious because nate had an exploited medium past life i too had an exploited medium past life mm-hmm so that's why I was hoping Nate would tell me about his exploited medium. I got to find life. the right
2: book. I wrote, I have too many notebooks that I take notes on. And
0: then I can, t- well, I can tell you. I'll tell what you are, tell what you tell are your tell other two? T- tell t- you. Yeah, so t- I have two other ones. One was a, a teenage medium that was like European, London.
1: Oh, um, like 1800s? Like,
0: yeah, yeah, like Jack nice. the Ripper sort of time, like 1800s, late 1800s, nice. whatever. And uh, and she was like, it's it's not it's not good. It's like you just kept getting used for seance after seance and just they kept exploiting you, but it wasn't in a good way to, in, or a productive way. It was like a, they, they just kept using this, and it was a girl. Or they, they kept using this girl uh, in an exploitive way, like a party trick almost until she was completely burnt out. And she was like, I don't want to say insane asylum, but that's where you sh- uh, sort of should have gone but didn't in, uh, because maybe the resources weren't there, so you're just seen as this crazy outcast person, but really, it wasn't that you were crazy it's just that the family completely used up your candle, it just burnt you out and then that was that, was that past life. And then the fifth one, which came maybe 20 minutes before that one was instead of being exploited it was a south american elder woman uh also the village uh healer or magician uh same sort of mediumship or uh talents or whatever except supported and encouraged uh and became this very prominent figure in the village as somebody who could heal or the wise woman Uh, that could perform magic to try to you know better the community or better the crops or to better do anything because she was respected instead of seen as like a a novelty
1: Mm -hmm. that's interesting Mm. i will say you know i have heard a lot of these from her and they very rarely repeat uh like you know what i mean like obviously there's archetypes like soldier or like there's only so many professions in the world and our lives are very similar to each other, like as humans, you know what I mean? Like the human experience is varied, but also um, strikingly familiar <laughs> throughout the ages. But I will say they always feel very fresh and unique and like creative and imaginative. Um, and I appreciate that.
2: Uh, my favorite one, and uh, Meredith had a couple of good ones too, right, Chris? Yeah. But uh, Marius of... Of her past lives, I liked uh, one that that Mary got was uh, um, she was an angry whale that were upset that humans have started to go into the ocean And she would knock over whenever there's a boat. She'd knock over the boat and kill all the people. She
1: was Moby Dick. That's awesome.
2: Yeah. Well, it was just like, it was far in the past. When humans first started going in boats, the whale was upset. It would knock over and kill the people whenever they go in the water. And that is 100% Mary's (laughs) personality now. She's listening to this right now, Mary. It's like. That's not true, Nate. And I was like, I don't know. Like, (laughs) (laughs) I could see Mary getting upset. I mean, I would.
1: I would if I was a whale. I'd be pissed at humans too. I would do it. Peaceful,
2: wonderful ocean life, and then humans coming in and screwing it up for the whale. I agree with Whale Mary. Yeah, I do too. What was Meredith's fun one? She had a great one.
1: Meredith, one of Meredith's, like, yeah, her fun one was that she was a volcano. but but her job as a volcano was very specific which was a she supported life on that island it was a small island that she was a volcano and she realized that was that was like part of her role but more importantly she felt called to protect a fungus or a plant or i don't i wasn't there so i'm i'm doing this from second person some kind of biological thing gets preserved in her lava that will help humans later. And she knew that as a volcano. And that was like her role is to Jurassic Park some amber <laughs> or something <laughs> for That's future for awesome. future That's man. So cool. And you know, I, I swear like Dawn when she says this is like, I don't know. It's weird, right? <laughs> like, and then Merit's other one was she was like a falconer for um a tribal warlord but he sucked and a lot of Meredith's qualms were life was hard but she had a pretty good gig as the like falconer for this warlord or king and she was tortured by just having the guilt of like having like a pretty decent life but also working side by side with this like horrible horrible human being who she basically worked (laughs) for but like she was okay so it's kind of like like navigating the relationship with the her and her sense of guilt for um, benefiting from the evil of this like king person
2: see this is what we do for our listeners i know we we talk to clairvoyance and we will filter out the good ones so we can give you you know recommendations for the everybody ones.
0: everybody
1: should talk to also these are the some Dawn's of them good. are are sillier but it's so real it, it's like i, so I had fun. a friend who got a reading from her and one of his past lives was a pterodactyl but um he was an unhappy pterodactyl like he was very unfulfilled in his life as a pterodactyl And by the end of it, he said he was just sobbing. (laughs) He was just like sobbing from the like pterodactyl story. Like she went into such detail about it and it hit with him for whatever made the pterodactyl unhappy, I forget. Like resonated so true to his current life that he just started bawling. Um, And so it's like, it's a complicated story. Like can past lives even be volcanoes? I don't know. Sure, why not? But also like, it doesn't matter if they can or can't like don't get too caught up in pragmatics of it all think about like metaphor think about symbol and also like accept it it could be a possibility like what happens if we could be like the spirit of a rock that you know what i mean like it it really just opens it's again it's an expansive source of information rather than a reductive source of it's it's that, personal exploration you, you bring yeah. you
0: bring three questions too right and i'll I'll go through some of this to tell just the sort of information you get outside of the past lives as one of one of mine was like well i'm i'm practicing astral projection i'd like to astral project i'm wondering why i i can't how do i get better at that and then so she that was one of my questions she thought about it for a minute it was just like oh well okay so i can see that like as far as astral goes, there's a few people that are a few steps ahead. If you imagine you're on a staircase, you're like five steps behind, and in your brain, you're like, "Why is everybody so far ahead of me?" And she was like, "You know what? You're you're kind of you're stuck there. You're you're way too grounded um, as a as a safety thing." And she said, uh, and then she went through some stuff, and you can interpret anything however you want or apply stuff, but she was like, "You were extraordinarily sensitive as a kid." as far as intuition and that sort of Mm -hmm. thing. But she said something happened and it built walls to deafen the noise. And then after that, you never felt safe to use your intuition because it it either you felt like you weren't allowed to or it was Mm -hmm. the wrong thing or it wasn't masculine and you're a boy and it was a feminine thing or Mm -hmm. you you need to update your old school belief systems because the second you get close to astral, or starting to go out of body your subconscious pulls you back in and says no that's not safe you need to stay here where it's safe and stay protected um and she was like you're way too grounded and then she was like the other thing is with uh with astral you have to set your intention because right now your intention is i want to do it just to be friends with everybody i want to do it to fit into the astral club and she was like that's the wrong intention she was like, wow. if you want to do it just to be willy-nilly to get out of body, you're never going to make it. So if you want to set your intention for a reason, like a, a more valid one to get out, then you'll you'll jump.
2: I brought that up to her too about the astral projection thing, or OBEs, and uh, we had been talking about Ruby, the dog that had we were talking about earlier. <laughs> it was uh, like paranormal Lassie a is yeah, her paranormal unofficial Lassie. name. Yeah, but she, uh, she was like, well... The thing is like Ruby is now the most grounded person in your household because she crossed the rainbow bridge. She went way out. (laughs) Now she's way back in her body. And she's sometimes for you to be, to experience the world better, you need to leave it. Mm -hmm. And if you have this astral projection OBE thing, and then you come back more grounded because I'm the opposite of Tim where I'm not grounded at all. And then she said, and you have a huge amount of time between your lives is what she said, like between your last life and this one, you like being in the in-between mm-hmm. and either helping or messing with people or whatever. You enjoy that more than you like being on earth. So it took you a long time to come back to be on earth.
1: I think let's let's keep it, keep it there. I, I think if anyone listening to this is interested in talking to the person that we talked to, just reach out to us, wizard at, dorfu.com and we will pass along the information i'm not sure about this like publicly essentially doxing someone even though i think they would welcome it just know that we will definitely hook you up with our person she is amazing yeah she's Uh, awesome
0: her name is dawn email wizard w-i-z-a-r-d at dorfu.com d-o-r-f-y-o-u.com if you want her info i will say she does venmo tips uh yeah, Nate, on a Nate slate, sent me like,
1: scale.
0: Yeah, Nate sent me like fifty or sixty bucks or something on Venmo. I was like, dude, just do it. I tipped her seventy-five because wow. I felt like she earned it. It was almost two hours. So other so that's times, what I mean. you tipped like, her a hundred bucks. Other times, it's fifty. For me, uh, like
1: I, I've I spent a lot of time at like with psychics in New York and like uh, different things, and there are definitely rates. So I was like, I'll just tip her the rate that it would. It's like three hours long. Like that's a real significant
2: I did, I did it by hour like i think yeah. she went on mine went over that i i definitely went over the three bills yeah yeah like uh but like it was a super long time like i look at it as a time thing yeah and it's, a thing. And it's whatever or whatever value and if you hate it maybe you don't want to also she
0: has not asked us to do this we're doing this on our own and uh at the end of it she is big in a chakra she explains what each chakra is and at the end she does a cleansing she tries to clean out yeah oh. she cuts
1: cords too which is really nice and i think a lot of people will not do that at psychics. i think that's really
0: but the uh the whole shocker thing i don't know anything about them as far as specifics but she'll like go over everything yeah, and try to do a cleansing yeah. or if you want a house cleansing she does all this and it looks silly maybe from an outside perspective when she's doing it but afterwards what was crazy is i actually felt a little better i felt better about a lot of things um, And then just to let everybody know if they ever, if they do email Dawn and they set up a, a, a meeting, they do a rose reading, she deletes you from herself, and it is for her own safety so she's not attached to the, the horrible demons and weights of uh, burdens of responsible horribleness that we all go through in our lives to detach herself from that she admits that she was like I will separate myself I will end this and break the connection as soon as we end this call and that way uh if we ever see you again and you're like I remember when you said this and I say I don't remember any of that actually did I say that that sounds really great no like she like completely separates from it after after your meeting is done z- for her own well-being
1: hey just i want to clarify before we do this bit where we go to the tavern and we say no jokes. we're not doing taverns this time no we're doing taverns uh because one thing there is a new bar there's like a taco place that just opened up and they don't they have like two three really good drinks one of them is called ranch drink <laughs> and i think it's just tequila and water which is like what you would drink on a ranch but every time i go oh, up what's there, that I sound to do a photo it's like ranch drink <laughs> I can't
0: believe you travelers are back at this bar. I've been trying to kick you out for weeks, and in order to get a drink, you have to tell me a good
2: joke. What is it, travelers? I, I got, I got two. I got a warm up, and then I got a good one. Here's the warm up. Uh, why did the scarecrow win an award? He was outstanding in his field. Dragon. Yeah, that's that's that's, that, that, that's Damn, the cow. warm up. <laughs> warm up check. What do you have,
1: kids? Oh my god.
2: Oh, all right. All right. Here it is. Look, I gotta tell you, I swallowed some food coloring. You died a little inside. Oh, I feel like everything. I died a little inside. Okay,
0: try again. You get nothing. You get <laughs> <Yeah>. nothing <laughs> from you, bar.
1: you owe the bartender a drink. You gotta though. beat
0: me? Me? You're coming at this fight? <laughs> I've got 100 HP, you've got two, and I've knocked you out with each hit. Try again
2: all right look. Like, hey <laughs> it uh you know it, it burns a little when i pee i think i'm no boo
1: boo uh,
2: <laughs> tim didn't finish i thought tim was gonna say it sounds like you're in trouble
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay that's pretty good
2: oh i thought we were on such like you're hitting hey, all my jokes get nothing
0: didn't, didn't <laughs> okay so anyway nate fucked up that's the end of our episode and I have a request from listeners. So, hey,
2: what does the zombie vegetarian eat? Brains. <laughs>
0: All right. I'll, give you a, <laughs> I'll give you a six ounce pour of my ranch drink.
1: All right. What you, what's your request to our listening audience before we let them? Okay. <laughs> so
0: one of our future episodes is going to be on dreams please email wizard at doorview.com your dreams and an audio file, send a word file. We'll read it. Or you can tweet at aao podcast or uh, Chris is going to open up our not Instagram just, account.
1: Yeah. Not just any dream, but just, you know, like uh, something that stands out for one reason or another,
0: we are doing a dreams episode. Send us your interesting dream, your boring dream, your whatever dream. If it stands out, we will we want to share it with the world. Um, the Witches Talking Tarot podcast sent us an audio recording. They will definitely awesome. be on there. They also just featured us on their most recent episode of their egg magic episode, which is a good one. Go check them out. Awesome. Um, Dustin can read and watch and recap. Uh, he has a couple of podcasts. He's a cool guy. He's sending us some dreams. We're gonna air it. Also, coming up, uh, I am participating in the Mario Roast on the Effin' Cultured podcast. Nice. As our um,
1: representative.
0: <laughs> as our representative. So here's what's fucked up. If you haven't listened to and Cultured, they are dirtier than we are. They have dirty jokes, cussword jokes. They include body <laughs> fluids and parts and cuss words. And they ferment movies where they go watch a really shitty movie, but they get drunk and then come back and review it while they're drunk. They tell you about the movie when they're sober and then come back when they're drunk and then review it. It's hilarious. So anyway, they ro- uh, roasted the uh, the cereal mascots once, and I was laughing out loud. And then Captain Crunch at the end came in and roasted them all in return. So this time it's, uh, they did Mother Goose. They did other people. They're doing Mario. So I am attempting to roast Mario. I have written one joke for it, and it is perverted and gross and not my usual sense of humor, if you uh-huh. want to hear what that means. A lot
1: of qualifications coming from Check out and Cultured,
0: <laughs> and then they will roast uh, Mario. The cartoon character will roast against all oddities podcasts at some point. Um, outside of that, the Neat cast has recently uh, quoted... I don't know. They're just cool guys. Go listen to them. Um, and Douglas what magic is this bachelor go check him out do you guys have anything else you need to pitch
2: yeah uh did you hear like uh, some of those organizations are atheist and don't need to pay taxes you know? yeah they're wow.
0: nonprofit. we said that on the last episode you saw oh, yeah that's bitch.
2: right
1: i thought yeah. you were just like we can't give that was our podcast you're repeating it <laughs> i know you're thing. ripping off
0: our podcast from you're the last off- this episode is,
2: look Look at who we're related to. Look at who we're related to. All right. Now, just to, you...
0: just to pick the interest of our listeners, uh, <laughs> let's stop recording so I can tell you about something from Don's reading that I don't want to say on air.
1: All right. Oh, we we're, we're, we're closing it. See you next time.